0: You know, there's something about the house of God that strikes my heart as a place of magnificence. There's something special about the house of the Lord. It's a place where it's where we come, and it's not just about the great facility, even though thank God for the great men and women of the past who were sewed into this house. It's not about the great technology or the ability to beam services and the anointing and the hand of God that is in this place throughout the world, but it's about what God is doing and about how God is touching the hearts of our city and touching the hearts of the next generation and are calling people, for, equipping people for life and ministry. As you saw, we 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 just took a moment to recognise the calling of God as a pastor upon pastor karen williamson that sounds like a great ring i really like that i might keep that in the top pocket but this house is more than just about bricks and mortar but it's about people can i hear an amen today it's a place where people ordinary people like you and i have encounters with god where people are filled with the holy spirit where the glory of the Lord is displayed and manifest so that we might get a glimpse of heaven and a taste of the manifold grace of God. Come on, can I hear an amen this morning? You know, I'm believing for a day, and I believe it is really soon, where the glory of the Lord will fill this house and it'll be so tangible and be so thick that as people come into this place, they'll fall down on their faces and worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Come on, can I get an amen today? And thank God for his manifold grace. Thank God for his spirit. Thank God for his anointing and his tangible presence. And can I can I just encourage every one of us in this house today and online, always pray for the manifold grace of God. Always pray and seek the face of God for his tangible presence presence, that we're not here to, to, to do theatrics, we're not here for great music, but we're here to worship the King of Kings or worship the Lord of Lords. We're here to have an encounter with heaven and a glimpse of the grace of God that is available to us on earth today. I believe the church is a, is a, is a vehicle where we as Christians can gather together in the name of Jesus and we can see a glimpse of heaven. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to one day to go to heaven. Come on, anybody with me today? Maybe as as you say that, maybe not too soon, amen. But one day we will stand before the King of kings and the Lord of lords and then we'll hear those amazing words, well done, good and faithful servant. There is something about the house of the Lord that gives a glimpse of heaven that touches our lives that wrecks us for anything else but the grace of God. Come on, can I hear an amen this morning? If you're part of Inspired Church and you call Inspired Church your home, can I encourage you with this? You're part of the the great move of God that's going to hit the southwest of Sydney, that no ear has heard, no eye has seen the goodness and the grace of God that he has towards this house and towards your family in Jesus' name. I'm really believing that this house... By the grace of God, will not just affect our neighborhood, but will affect the city, but will affect the nation, and will affect globally in Jesus' name. There is something about the house, and it's not about buildings, and it's not about programs, but it's about people. Come on, someone say people. You know, thank God for a beautiful place that we call home on the corner of Spire Court and Hoxton Park Road. But thank God that we can be gathered together in a permanent place that's a declaration in our community that says that our God is alive and that our faith is strong and that we believe in the miracle hand of the touch of God and we believe in the grace of God that is available for humanity in Jesus' name. This house is the result of the supernatural grace of God that he has for this city, that he has for this neighborhood and he has for this nation. So this house, and it's funny, we were singing uh in our last song and Neha led so beautifully. This is a house of miracles. There is miracles that are waiting to happen in your life. There is miracles that are waiting to happen in your business, with your children, in your family, and your relationships because of the manifold grace of God. Come on, can I hear an amen today? There has been many stories about how families have been transformed because of the house of God. God takes things of the natural and puts his power and his anointing upon them. In fact, I don't know if you realize, but this building and, and the sign that's on Hoxton Park Road, you know, to many of us, it's just, it's just a piece of metal with LED signs that says some of the things that we do during the week. But I don't know if you realize that God takes the natural and puts his super on that. That's how you get supernatural. You get supernatural because God puts his anointing and his grace upon the things that we do and takes what we do and puts his hand upon and lives are changed in Jesus' name. I was having coffee with uh, someone in the house quite a while back and and we were talking about church and we were talking about how their family came to know Christ. And it's probably one of my favorite things to do. You know, for me personally, I got saved in church. I, I heard a, a word like this and the Holy Spirit came and touched my heart and I put my hand up and I said yes to Jesus and my life has never been the same. But when I heard this person as we were chatting over coffee, they were telling me about how their family come to know the Lord. Let me tell you tell you a little bit about that. This family, they were a young family. There You know, there was a mummy, there was a daddy, there was the eldest, of the daughter. She was about four years old and there was a young... As a young boy, he's probably about three, and in that in that time, this guy was telling us how this little girl, you know, saw the sign on Hoxton Park Road and said to mum and dad, who were not saved at the time, they do not come from a church lineage. They their family and do not know Jesus. They had they they had just been a regular family. And this this young girl at four years of age saw the sign on Hoxton Park Road. It says, "Mummy, Mummy, Daddy, Daddy, we need to go to church." Now I don't know if you understand how, how how monumental this is. This family did not grow up in church. They did not have a relationship with God. They only knew about God by a word, but they had never felt the presence of God and never accepted Jesus Christ in their life. Their family did not have relationship with God. But this young little girl grabbed Mummy and Daddy, Mommy and Daddy, we need to go to church. And you know, this happened over a course of time. And, and so I guess for the, just to appease this little girl, the parents said, okay, you know what, sweetheart, we will go to church. We will go to church. And so they they came to church. And they came into a service just like this. The praise and worship was powerful. The anointing of God was in the room. The word was preached. And those mum and dad gave their life to Jesus Christ in the first service. God takes the natural and puts his anointing and his super upon it so that people will come to know the manifold grace of God. God. In your life, I want to encourage you with this thought. God wants to take your natural and put your, his super upon your natural. So that as you begin to give to God what is in your hand, God's like, you give me what's in your hand, I'm going to give you what's in my hand in Jesus' name. Turns out that many years later, that young girl, you know, they were in church and that young girl got married and she has children of her own and, and now uh, they don't live locally anymore but her children come to inspire childcare because they want their children to know Jesus Christ. This family's lineage and trajectory was changed because of a sign on Hoxton Park Road and the anointing and the grace of God that is upon this house. Let me tell you something today. There is an anointing, there is a grace upon the house of God to see people change for his glory. And I believe one day that one day when we will go to heaven, I believe that God is going to remind us and say, hey, you know what? You see that house that you're a part of? You see that house that you served in? You see what what I've been doing in in the southwest of Sydney? These people are in church today. These people are in heaven today, not because they came to church or because they had a relationship with God. That changed their life. I'm really believing today and I'm just going to declare it over you that God is going to take your natural and he's going to, use to put his super upon it and then you're going to see the supernatural grace of God become a reality in the name of Jesus. Come on, can I hear an amen today? I mean, yeah, you can give God some praise on that if you'd like. I mean, Haggai chapter one. Let's have a quick look at the word. Verse four. Let me give you a bit of a context to the scripture. The, uh, the children of Israel had just come back or a remnant, sorry, had come back uh, from being captive, and and at the time that remnant came back, and they were starting to uh, fix up their houses and the, and the and the temple and and what have you. And a word of the Lord came to Haggai, who was a prophet in Israel. And let me just say something about prophets: when we when the prophet is somebody that hears the word of the Lord and is a declarator of the Word of God. Can I just say something this morning? That prophets are not just in Bible times, there's prophets today. And, and can I just encourage you, when a prophet speaks, you list, we have to listen because these people carry an anointing to hear the Word of God in clarity. Anyway, let's move on. Is it time for you yourselves to dwell in panelled houses, and this temple lie in ruins? Now, therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider... Your way. Someone say, consider. You have sown much and bring little. You eat but do not have enough. You drink and you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourselves but you are not warm. And you earn wages and earn wages and put them into a bag of holes. What was happening here? God has spoken to the prophet Haggai. And if you look carefully at the first part of the message with the prophet He was actually speaking about the heart of God for the temple, the house of God. But can I tell you something today? That God cares about his house. Come on, can I hear an amen this morning? God cares about his house. He cares about his house. Because his house is not just a building. But rather, it's a gathering place where people can find freedom from sin and have relationship with God. Come on, can I hear an amen this morning? If we understand that the house of God is not just about buildings, but it's about people, then and only then do we understand the significance of the concern that God had for the children of Israel and for his house. I mean, the Bible says that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And you might think, well, what does that mean? And you might think, does it it really matter? I mean, God's wealth is so large. Why would he be so concerned about a building? I find it fascinating that God, in all of his wealth and all of his splendor, was concerned about his house, something that would seem so small and and potentially to the to the human eye insignificant. And it's a reminder for you and I that God cares about the small details of your life. Come on now. There are people in this house today, you think that God cares about the big stuff, but I want to tell you today that God just doesn't care about the big stuff. He looks at your little stuff. He's actually concerned about the little things and the little concerns that you have in your life. He cares about details about you. So never think, that God, in all of His magnificence and all of His splendor, is only can only interested in the big stuff. He's interested in your little. In Jesus' name, He is interested in the little. It's not the building that really concerned the Lord, but rather the condition of people's hearts that concerned Him greatly. You know, our goal. Is to journey as we journey with the Lord is to become more like him. Come on, can you hear an amen today? Our journey is to become more like him. And let me say today that if God is concerned about something, that also should be our concern. Come on, hear me out today. If God has a concern about something, we need to have a heart and grow a heart of concern about the things that God is concerned about. So when, when, so in, in this message entitled Falling in Love with the House of the Lord, maybe, maybe can I ask you today, and, and let me just say this, maybe today as you're hearing this word, maybe you like the house of the Lord, but maybe you're not in love with the house of the Lord. There is a difference. I like to come to church. I like to have my coffees and lattes in the cafe and my macchiatos. I know how to give my tithe and my offering. I know how to wave my hands. Hallelujah. But I'm going to ask you today, do you just like or do you love the house of the Lord? And for some of us, you know what the challenge is? We, 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 we need to grow from liking the house and falling in love with the house. And how do you do that? You fall in love with the Lord himself. Some of us today, you need to go on a journey with falling in love with Jesus again. Just like the time you put your hand up and you said yes to him and tears were flowing down your face and you were shaking and your heart was beating fast and you didn't know what was happening and you felt the presence of the Lord touch your heart and change you and radically do something in your life. Some of us, you, your experience of loving the Lord is only cut down to an experience of saying yes to Jesus. Can I encourage you that loving the Lord is something you should be doing every day? Can I encourage you to fall in love with Jesus again? Fall in love with his presence. Fall in love with his word. Fall in love with what he's wanting to do. Because really, falling in love with the house of God should be only a natural when we fall in love with Christ himself. Maybe you're in this house today. You find it hard to love the house. And understand, you know, there might be certain thoughts and things that could be an inhibitor. But can I encourage you to fall in love with Jesus again? Can I encourage you to abandon your heart to the presence of God and say, God, I'm just going to love on you? And even even better, God, I'm going to allow you to love on me. Some of us, we have not allowed the Lord himself to let his love fall upon us. And can I encourage you this morning, if you want to fall more in love with the house of God, it starts with you falling in love with God himself. Because if you fall in love with him, you'll fall in love with his presence. You'll fall in love with what he wants to do. You'll fall in love with his church and his people. You know what? You know what causes people to love people more? Is when you love Jesus more. Maybe today you find it hard to love people, it's because you need to learn to love God more. And this is not a slap on the wrist this morning. This is a hey, 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 come on. Take your relationship with Jesus further. Get in that secret place and hear his voice and allow his love to fall upon you. You see, this verse of scripture is addressing the people about the importance of priority. Now, does God have a problem with Israelites having panelled homes? No, I don't think so. In fact, it was God that gave him the ability and the wisdom and the know-how to build houses and homes. But whilst these homes are nice and were in order, the temple was ruined It was actually broken. They had come back from captivity and they had done up their homes and that is all well and good, but they forgot about the house of the Lord. And so the cry of the heart of God was when he spoke to the prophets, hey guys, it's all nice, you have all your panel houses, but do not forget the house of the Lord. Do not forget it, my house. You know the one thing that breaks the house of—sorry—the the, one thing that breaks the heart of God is when we put things before God Himself. You know this is an illustration to God and about the heart condition of His people. They were more concerned about themselves, about their stuff, about their things, about their comfort, and abandoned the house of the Lord. I mean, this house is not in ruins. Thank God we've got a great team that maintain this facility and the grace of God. But in modern-day Australia, can I encourage you today? Yes, enjoy the things that God's put in your heart and in your hand, but do not forget the house of the Lord. Do not forget his house, a place where lives are changed for eternity and destinies are altered because of the goodness and the grace of God. You know, there are some decisions in our life that we think are right and appropriate that do not bring the blessing of God. Come on, can I hear an amen today? There are some things that really do not bring the blessing of God. And can I encourage you today, it's a reminder for us in modern day Australia, every priority we see fit in our own eyes does not carry the blessing in the hand of God. There are some things there's some decisions that we need to make to bring God's favour Upon now, am I saying that I need to buy the blessing of god no i 'm not saying that at all, but when we are we are sowing into the house of God, where does that come? That comes from an outward outflow of our heart that 's fallen in love with Jesus more we can 't help but do something for the house of god we can 't help but give him to his house of our time and of our talent and of our finance, and you know what the beautiful thing about that is is when we do so destinies are released. When we do that, lives are changed. When we do that, families are restored. When we do that, eternity echoes the goodness and the grace of God. Can I ask you today, not everything we invest in has eternal significance. It's funny, I love when Pastor Michella said some uh, some uh, trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord. And I was thinking about how sometimes we trust Ferrari and we trust the nice house and we trust the nice job. But can I tell you something today? Not everything that is available to us brings eternal significance. Can I encourage you today? Be someone who invests for the benefit and the grace of other people. So I, now, I've been caught out myself. I'm looking on Facebook market at some some hotshot vehicle, and I've been reminded, and I feel God say to me one day, James, hang on a minute, Who's get, who, is this about you getting the glory or me getting the glory? I know, I get rebuked by the Lord a lot of times, I know. But there, there needs to be a heart that says, God, what can I do to build your house? What can I do, Lord? so that I can do something with this life and with these hands that will not just affect my now, but it will affect others in Jesus' name. You know, there are other people in this city, in this neighborhood, and even online, that will discover the grace of God because of what we're doing in this place. And I thank God for this amazing, amazing house where he he, he's the ruler and he's the king in Jesus' name. I was, I was, as I was spending time with the Lord during the week, I was thinking about the great lineage and the, the amazing heritage of this house. I was thinking about how week in, week out, for over 40 years, these, this altar has been opened and people week in, week out have given their lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. I've, I was thinking about how during in that time that destinies have been released. That people are walking in the grace and the hand of God. I was thinking about how families are restored and dreams made alive again. And I was, as I was spending time with the Lord, I, I got this. I just want to share it with you. And I know and believe that the Lord loves this house. That what God has for this amazing place and our beautiful people is more than just great gatherings. But a great move of God that our nation and our city has never seen before. I have certainty with all of my heart that the call of God will turn good people into great people. And they will come out of this amazing church that our youth and our young adults, our families and our older people will be filled with the Holy Spirit because the hand and the presence of the Lord is in this place. Let me back that up with scripture. Haggai chapter 2 verse 6, for thus says the Lord of hosts, once more, And I love this. It is a little while, not far away. I will shake heaven and earth and the sea and the dry land and I will shake all the nations and they shall come to the desire of nations and I will fill this temple with the glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine. The gold is mine. Says the Lord of hosts, and the glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts, and in this place I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. Come on, can I hear an amen today? Can you give us some praise this morning? Come on. For the glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former. We've got to understand something. It's not that Haggai was, or God was having a go at the former, no. They were grateful for the former. But they were looking forward to the future, knowing that the hand and the grace of God is available right now. And so today, church, online, in the room, the glory of the Lord is upon you. And remember, when you see God blessing the house, it's not the the building that God's blessing. God is blessing you. He is blessing your family. He is blessing your business. He is blessing your heart. He is blessing your mind. God's hand is upon this house because his hand is upon you today. So in conclusion... Falling in love with God's house. Let me finish with this. To fall in love with God's house starts off by falling in love with God himself. This morning, can I ask you, are you in love with God? Or do you just like God? You see, to fall in love is a deeper level. It's one thing to like. It's a whole other thing to fall in love. Because it says, hey, To fall in love is to be vulnerable. Oh, come on, hear me out this morning. To fall in love is to be vulnerable. And there are people in this house today, you need to get vulnerable with God. Hear me out. You need to get vulnerable with the Lord. Because as you fall more in love with Him, you'll fall in love with His presence. You'll fall more in love with His plans and His purposes. You will fall in love with His house. To fall in love with the house of the Lord is to get a heart for what God is doing and how God is changing lives and what God is doing in this place. The more you love God, the more you love what he loves.